I don't enjoy the game as much as I used to. I don't hurling, yeah, I don't it, enjoy it. it. It just seems to be a lot easier. And goals mean less than they did. And for me, if you scored a goal in the All-Ireland Final in the 80s and 90s, that was generally the winning of the game. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. We're uh, staying with GA and I'm delighted to say Sarah Donovan joins to talk to us about the um, the hurling final. Uh, we were, were having a mild disagreement about this earlier. Uh, Sarah, I think that everybody should be watching as much of this Limerick team as possible because far from being boring, they're actually finding new and innovative ways to control and entertain us. Well, I made the decision to sit down inside the 21, uh, the right-hand corner of the stadium for the second half so I could watch Gillan and Flanagan in full flight. And I was not disappointed. If any kid wants to know how to play corner forward, they should be watching Gillan. He was starting his runs, touching the goalpost behind Owen Murphy. And he was making full tilt sprints left and right, those are very brave runs to make as a forward and that's the innovation that you're talking about and I agree with you 100%. Um, what else? Because we can talk about the uh, the overarching and, and where everybody else is and, and kind of ranking the contenders. What else did you notice from the game at the weekend? Um, yeah, I suppose from... Tommy Walsh was talking last week about the aggression and what he was expecting from Kilkenny and how they were going to overturn this Limerick team and... Keen Lynch was left win far too much ball. He wasn't, you know, turned over half enough and he was the catalyst for everything that we saw. Um, crucially for me, I suppose, the slow start for Limerick. And look, that's probably not a surprise. Declan Hannan not starting. Kyle Hayes not starting. Dan Morrissey had to go in centre-back. Um, Kyle O'Neill did a massive amount of work in that second half. And I think John Kiley, while unhappy with 15 wides in the second half, will be happy with how Kyle O'Neill showed up in the second half. Uh, we were talking Colin brought up earlier a discipline issue there was an elbow from O'Neill early in the first half to the helmet which obviously it's uh, to the helmet so it's it's not it's not seen the same as it would be in if it was football and there was no helmet um, is there any little concern that maybe or do they just iron that out by the time the championship rolls around and like they sit him down and they say look we understand that you're trying to prove to us that you deserve your place in the team but your performance is pretty good at the moment you're going to be grand so how, how do you balance that out the desire for the aggression and making sure that they don't end up picking up yellows or reds yeah well look we were chatting about William O'Donoghue a couple of weeks ago and we were saying you know you have to be aggressive but you can't be so aggressive that the other man you know, the referee has to make a decision I think is what you said and Will O'Donoghue ended up getting reprimanded you know, by the CCC after the game and missed out on Sunday. And Barry Murphy then obviously got his opportunity midfield instead. I think when you've got a competitive panel like Limerick, lads, as they make these mistakes and as the cameras show these mistakes up, it's the easiest way to learn, isn't it? You go into training Tuesday night and you try to be less aggressive. I I was chatting to um, my friend Ian. I brought him to the match. He's South African, right? And uh, he was listening to the Limerick lads behind us and he turned to me at one stage and he said, what What does your man mean by stand him up? Because there was one Limerick lad just kept roaring, stand him up, stand him up. And I suppose that's what they're looking for is not to foul. These are big, aggressive men. The likes of Garrow Tegarty, you can't leave your hands in. You have to stand players up. And, and I think the camera work, the video work, the analysis, that's that's what they'll be doing over the next few weeks is try to limit the amount of freeze that they give away. Did Kilkenny get the matchups right, Sarah? Because you mentioned Hegarty there. Uh, I think Hugh Lawler was, was picking up Hegarty. Um, Pork Walsh on Galan. And, and for the early portion of the game, it looked to be working. Kilkenny started quite brightly, took Limerick a little bit of time to get into the game. But 
were those matchups, um, I guess, accurately pinpointed by, by Derek Ling? See, uh, you'd base it off of what the first half looked like and how far up the field the Kilkenny lads were by comparison to how stretched the pitch was in the second half. Like, there was one Kilkenny forward inside the 21 for most of the first half, which allowed Limerick to kind of move out in twos and threes and always have a support man to deliver the right ball. In the second half, Kilkenny were pushed right back in. Uh, Flanagan and Gillan were hugging the goal line. At some stages, they were actually sitting behind Owen Murphy and Owen Murphy was walking out because basically the two boys were suffocating him. Um, and I think because of that, it's difficult to say that the matchups worked because where they were compensating, you know, to try and cover off the likes of Garrod Hagerty and the likes of Keane Lynch, it, it gave, there was no pressure on Nicky Quaid. Is is are those early starts that I mentioned? Limerick, we saw it against Tipperary as well. I think in the semi final where they maybe don't start games too quickly. Now I'm clutching at straws here to find something that that is maybe ha- half weak about this Limerick team. But those those quick starts in games, teams, you know, if they can bang in a couple of goals early on, maybe that's a way for a team to to target them. But then the Limerick fitness is so strong that ultimately ultimately it's irrelevant. But then teams have to start being brave about, you know, getting turnovers and having a player high enough up the field to be able to turn over a Limerick back. I, I think the the start, Seamus Flanagan scored the first point from play after 16 minutes. And alluding to my friend Ian, uh, the South African, he was sitting there and he was going, God, this I thought this Limerick team were, you know, the, the, the best team in the country. And it, it was just that in those first 10, 11 minutes, they were dropping a lot of ball. The ball wasn't going to hand. They cleaned it up from, what, 15 minutes on and there was no question after that. But they looked very nervy in the first 15 minutes. It wasn't as clinical and clean cut as we are used to seeing them. And I suppose that's what they look for over the next two weeks before the Waterford game is to get those early uh, passes to hand and just and just be more clinical in, in that early phase. That has been a feature, notwithstanding the Ireland final um, last year where obviously they started like a house on fire. But if you think back to the water breaks and uh, the sense that Knurk had to come on and have a chat with them and just remind them, it feels a little bit now like it's more kind of evolutionary where the team is almost assessing what the opposition is doing, working out, OK, this is what you're going to do. I understand now what your challenge is going to be. And then they just overwhelm you with the, the quality they have. Can I make the case for Kilkenny actually being relatively happy with what what happened yesterday if if we we take it like let's just take it for granted that Limerick are going to be at least five to seven point favourites in every game they play for the rest of the year if you're Kilkenny you're getting players finally up to a level of of preparedness and, and fitness um, that they hadn't been at the Ballyhale players still aren't fully back obviously TJ was on the bench but Adrian Mullen didn't play the full game and I suspect when uh, these two teams meet again. Adrian Mullen will play every last second of the match, and he'll he'll be back at like full intercounty level of uh, preparedness and fitness. They were savage. They were absolutely savage in the tackle in the first half to the point where they could have had many bookings themselves more, but the referee allowed that to go. And if Owen Murphy is like his normal self, Barry Nash doesn't beat him at the near post for a goal. It's a three point game at half time, and they're feeling pretty good about life. So I just I can see a world where Kilkenny are like okay. It might feel like we've been humiliated here, but bear in mind, we have bigger fish to fry and we will see this team down the road. Did Were you not frustrated by the way they recycled the ball? They kept going backwards. So while they were making some inroads in the first half, they spent a lot of time looking to go back the field. And I think that's because they don't have that 
those forwards who can penetrate that half-back line and full-back line. And they were looking for the easier option. Paddy Deegan scored a point from 100 yards. All of their scores were between the 45 and the halfway line and behind it. Uh, you need goals to beat Limerick. So I think the fact that they at no point looked like they were going to threaten. I think Quaid brought off two fairly handy saves. But lads, goals need to beat Limerick and Kilkenny weren't anywhere near um, looking like going to score a goal. And uh, that's what my concern would be. And I hated how how often they went backwards. Hated it. It was like football. And there wasn't really a high press either, Sarah. Like that, Limerick almost walking out from the full-back line unopposed. Like there wasn't that pressure that, that you'd maybe like to see. But then again, that, that seemed like a tactic that was decided on before the, the throw-in. Yeah, but I, I suppose the, the question there is then, where is that bravery going to come from to, to beat Limerick? Because you're going to need that. How come Gillan and Flanagan can stand on top of the opposing goal line, but no other team can actually push Limerick to that level? Because it appears that they need an extra player around their midfield and half-back line to be able to, I suppose, give that support. Because no team can go 15 on 15 with Limerick right now. None. Have, and that's the problem. Have some teams lost to Limerick before before the game starts? Like, is there a fear there? We, we spoke about fear this morning. Jer said fear doesn't exist. Now, we were talking about the bank holiday Sunday fear. To be fair, it's something different. But in terms of Limerick and teams preparing to face Limerick... I said it's made up. But made up, it's made up. Well, there are different things. Is fear, when it comes to playing Limerick, made up? Or, or is there a genuine, almost psychological barrier up playing this Limerick team at the moment? No, I think the only issue is that is that inside full, full back line. It's it's just that, do you have a quality six forwards to be able to cause them problems? And I know I've been quite negative about Waterford over the last few weeks, but is it the pace that Waterford have and that and that breaking the lines and and being able to penetrate that half back line and full back line? Are they the only team with enough pace to be able to take them on? Because Kilkenny didn't look like they had six forwards who were able to test each one of the backs. Um, in other parts of the field, I think teams do have the players to be able to take them on, but I don't think the six six backs can be actually, I suppose, challenged sufficiently so that there isn't that overrun, that Barry Nash doesn't have that freedom to go up and down the park that he did yesterday. He took his chance pretty well, all the same. Um I, I, is there a world though where uh, fully fit Walter Walsh, fully fit TJ Reid, and all of a sudden the game is a bit more balanced? Look, and we are clutching the straws here. I, I do think that there's a, an element of um, Terminator Two to Limerick at the moment. They can reform in whatever form they want. They can they can mimic you. They can. Uh, the other thing that I just wanted to bring up was the quality of their hand passing because we we keep talking about the quality of their stick passing. It's unbelievable. You know, it's right out where everybody needs to be. But they were throwing the ball around like um, like the Lakers. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, some of the trolls were... Actual trolls. <laughs> actual trolls. And it, now the only person uh, in the first half, I think Keane Lynch, an exquisite hand pass in the first half. And I, I mean exquisite by the fact that it was a noticeable hand pass. Everything else is on the line. And I think they really need to clean that up because it's very frustrating to watch. It shouldn't be part of the game. And uh, that's the only thing that I would say about it is their hand passes leaves a lot to be desired. As in it, from a legal perspective, because it, it's incredibly accurate. They were getting out of um, tight corners where you're like, oh, this is really good pressure, very physical, very intense. And then all of a sudden the hand pass goes and they're back and they're free and there's a point and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, but lads, it's, it's, it's on the edge. You're, you're not like some some of them are genuinely trolls and it's you, there's not a clear uh, movement from from the from the palm through and uh, d- don't like to see it and it is creeping in with the team because they are moving that 
so quickly. They are, you know, so they, they definitely have to clean that up. And yeah. is it up to the referees to clean it up or is it up to them to like not use this anymore? I think there was at least four different times in in the game on on um, Sunday when it was when it was the, when they were pulled back. So the referee certainly is more cognizant of it, and you know that's the crowd were getting irate over it. That and the fifteen wides that uh, Limerick posted in the second half. You can love your team, but you can be frustrated with your team, Fair and enough. your team can be brilliant. And equally, Jesus, the groans out of the Limerick fans in the last ten minutes were uh, pretty loud and. It was a surprise because the two lads inside of her on fire. So why the lads were pot-shotting it from, you know, 10, 50, 60 yards didn't make any sense. Trying not to run up a score on purpose, maybe. Um, just to, I don't know. The, the- I don't think that's it. I know Garo Tegarty had two mad, you know, long-range point, like efforts, we'll say, right? That that didn't come off. But then Dermot Burns, an exquisite point. I don't know if you remember it, lads. He just, it the whole... The stadium gasped. There was some exquisite moments, but then you've got the madness mixed in and that's league, isn't it? They are better, undoubtedly, than they were this time last year. And look, you know, pending any injuries in the Munster Championship, but they seem like they're more capable of dealing with those. A, a much deeper squad than we even thought they would have at the start of the, the season. So if anything, they look even more entrenched as the number one team by a distance. Yes, but if you consider their slow start and we said that that's possibly down to the number of changes that occurred in the first half, um, it took them 16 minutes to find their rhythm. Would that suggest that the players that they brought in are still not at the level? So they do need everyone, like you know, the 16, 17 players who are tried and tested um, if, if they were to have injuries or if they were to have to do without the likes of Declan Han and Kyle Hayes, Tom Arcee didn't start, Will O'Donoghue. And it took them that amount of time to get into games. Would the likes of Tip and Waterford really punish that? All right. We'll leave it there, Sarah. Great stuff. Thanks a million. Thanks, guys. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.